0: Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at MarksDailyApple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at PrimalBlueprint.com.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the 2019 FitCon Summit in Salt Lake City, Utah, with our very own Mark Sisson, who's going to be a speaker along with Ben Greenfield, myself, Rob Wolf, and some of our audience's favorites. Today, we're going to talk to one of the founders of the event, Jenny Lynn Griffiths. She's been a certified personal trainer for eight years. And in 2015, she and a group of passionate people helped put together FitCon, which is one of the largest fitness events in the country. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thank you so much for that introduction. That's awesome. Thank you. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, no, you've been really deeply involved with the keto and low-carb community since 2014, and each year you've brought keto speakers and and people in the paleo world to the event. I know you live a paleo lifestyle and you have the goal to build the keto and paleo communities, but tell us, how did you even get into this realm of health and
2: fitness? Ooh, good question. So um, I... I think honestly, the year that we started FitCon, so this will be our fifth year. Um, I started like learning about keto and experimenting with keto. Um, I had just done an NPC bodybuilding show, like in bikini, and unfortunately, like I learned a lot of things, but I also learned a lot of like what not to do. <laughs> um, just like with hormonal, you know, craziness after I kind of did chronic cardio and the classic like dieted a little too hard for the event, so. I think I had to learn a solution that would get me back to like my health, um, kind of similar to your story in like a, in a way.
1: And yeah, so you felt like that heavy training and what you were doing to do the bodybuilding competition because you were using the classic model, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, I don't think the lifting was the problem, but I was doing chronic cardio to lean out, um, kind of mixed with too low of calories, and that's just kind of a recipe for disaster as far as your thyroid and down to regulating some of your metabolism and hormones. So I kind of found keto as a way to rebuild, and it was kind of in the beginning stages of getting discovered. Um, but we, I ran into, let's see, I started listening to Jacob Wilson, the muscle PhD, um, which I'm sure you've probably met him before. He's a brilliant guy. And just following a lot of like Aspie's research they were doing in keto and Dominic Agostino um, and what he was doing in keto – And just started honestly experimenting. And the first year we did FitCon, we brought out Jacob Wilson and Ryan Lowery and Ben Pekulski. And Ben had even experimented with keto at that point, too. And it was actually kind of of funny because, like, the first year we didn't have a great, like, um, it wasn't, like, welcomed like we wanted in a way. Like we talked about keto and you could tell the audience was kind of like, this is what? <laughs> like, like they're not eating carbs, but they have muscle and they're low body fat. Like they almost didn't believe it.
1: <laughs> and- well, it's a hard thing to wrap one's head around because the old paradigm, And well, and, and let's backtrack a little bit. So when you're like, okay, I screwed something up by training for this event. Now I got to look at some options and you went down the keto route what were the shockers there? I mean, I'm assuming one of them is like, wait, you mean I could have gotten to this point without doing all of that? I mean, you must've been like, damn. So yeah. Tell me like what your mindset, what'd you discover?
2: Yeah. Good question. I was almost like mad. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, how have I not, how have I not heard about this? Cause I feel like it's such an easier lifestyle. Like when people say that it's like keto is super restrictive or paleo, I'm like, dude, have you tried dieting for a bodybuilding show? Like, you know what I mean? Like I was eating egg whites and like, five almonds, you know, it was just ridiculous. So I think, yeah, I think like discovering that really it's about insulin management and blood sugar management. And, you know, I was eating carbs during my prep. It was probably like a 40% carb, you know, 40% protein and like 20% fat. I think that was like my split. Um, but it's like, you have to work so much harder, you know, you have to do like an hour of cardio to lean out. Whereas you can teach your body to use fat for fuel, become fat adapted. Like what Mark teaches and then it's like, wow, look what happens. It's a way easier. I don't like do very much cardio anymore. I just like walk my dogs. It's like enjoyable. You know what I mean? But And
1: you're still I, able to do the, the is the weightlifting regimen the same? It was just really the cardio you had to kind of remove and probably the eating paradigm. Is that the two main factors?
2: Yep. Yep. Totally. I just like, I needed to, first of all, stress management. I was like, not, my sleep wasn't the best. I was like training clients at that time so I was waking up really early to train clients and like sometimes staying up late and then you know doing cardio so like it was a mix of not proper recovery too much cardio not enough calories you know so now I just switched it to where I'm at maintenance calories I lift really heavy um I do minimal cardio but I do do movement every day which I think is really important you know just like moving around making sure you hit 10 to 15,000 steps um, but really, that was like the paradigm shift. And I do, I I do like intermittent fasting most of the time, just so that I it's easier for my body to stay leaner. You know what I mean? Do you have a certain like eating window? Do you do like a four or six hour eating window, or what's your program? Yeah, like? um, most of the time I do like I fast sixteen hours, um, eat eight. That's like the the kind of the norm. But honestly, there's some days I'm just really busy and I have a lot going on, and I'll do more of a maybe fast for 20 hours and eat for four. It's not like completely set. You know what I mean? It's just like what I feel kind of more intuitive on a daily basis. Like I most of the time try to stick to fasting for 12 to 16 hours, but sometimes I do longer. So
1: during that quote fast, are you pure
2: fasting or is there a little bit of fat in there? You know what I mean? Is it a modified IF? Yes, yes, good question. So most of the time I do coffee with some MCT in it. So it's not, so yeah, it's not like a- It's not like a complete, um, I guess, yeah, you couldn't call it a complete fast. They have some fat, but not really raising insulin very much.
1: Yeah, I find that that's really helpful is to, because I I fast almost every day too, but I like a little bit of MCT oil, a little bit of something uh, in the morning. You know what I mean? Just something. And I don't feel hungry. It's not about that. It's about kind of just what I know and how it's going to help my brain and everything else. And that's pre-workout and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I, it's so amazing, isn't it? When you move to an eating window like that.
2: Yes. It's just easier. Honestly, like I just feel like it freed up my life so much. Cause when I was a competitor, I had to eat every three hours and I always had to have my chicken and broccoli with me and it was like stressful. You know, and that's so funny you said that. Cause like
1: everyone who has talked about what used to do always mentions chicken and broccoli. <laughs> They're like, that's the thing. They're like, oh, chicken and broccoli. There's only so much. And I'm like, what's up with chicken and broccoli must be just like the bodybuilding. It really is. Diet.
2: Like it's sad, but I could tell you that I think most bodybuilders are eating the same thing. It's like chicken, broccoli, tuna, you know, asparagus, egg whites. Like, it's just the same crap, you know, not saying that's crap. Sorry. I do eat that stuff now, but that's not like the basis of my diet every day, you know? Right. How did, what were things that you noticed? I mean, obviously it's an easier
1: lifestyle. What were some other changes in your body your mind, um, that you noticed when you started to head towards this different paradigm?
2: Yeah. Good question. Um, mental clarity, huge, 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 like, um, brain clarity. I just felt like I had energy. I was really fatigued, like near the end of my prep with bodybuilding and I was getting sick all the time too. So like my body wasn't happy, you know? Um, but now like, I haven't been sick in like forever. I have like a great immune system. I sleep really well. I have energy during the day. I like, I do coffee in the morning just because I like coffee, but honestly past that, I never need anything to help with energy. Um, and it's just like a productiveness. Like I can do so much in a day now without feeling exhausted. It's just like weird. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you notice the same thing.
1: I do. And it's a mental thing too, because people sometimes hear about like, oh, this keto energy and they think you're bouncing off walls. And it's not really that, but it's a level of mental focus yes. and clarity that allows you to really sustain your brain for longer before your brain starts to go, all right, I'm done. And, you know, on the old paradigms, it'd be done a few hours after a meal,
2: <laughs> probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's another thing is that I think when you're used to eating, at least for me with carbs, Um, like if I eat a big carb meal, like I don't think anyone feels like they can do much after that. You know what I mean? You're tired, like you're sleepy, you know? And I guess the more insulin sensitive you are, the better you're going to feel. But especially if you're coming from an insulin resistant place, like you just don't, you can't be that productive after you eat. Whereas keto, it's like I eat, you know, when you're eating mostly fat, you just keep going, you know, you don't need time to like digest.
1: Yeah. What are, do you know roughly what your macros are per day? Like what's the percentage that you are kind of looking at roughly?
2: Yeah. Like when I started keto, I did the strict like, um, 70 to 75% fat, you know, like 15% protein. But now that, um, now that I have been in keto for a while, I kind of, and I've become more insulin sensitive and I've put on more, you know, lean mass and stuff like that. I gear a little bit towards higher protein. So I'd say my protein's probably like 20, 25%. Um, mm-hmm. and then I do keep, I try to keep fat fairly high I still keep it around maybe like 60% or something, you know? But for, for those people who may be like, Hmm, not
1: understanding that how many grams of protein roughly a day are we talking Oh, grams.
2: About? I'm so sorry. Grams. I'm th- uh, no, that's okay. I mean, that is the macros, but I just, if we break it down further. Yeah. So I personally stick to around like a gram per pound of lean mass or sorry, per pound of body weight. Um, cause as a trainer, they taught us like 0.8, uh, grams per kilogram of lean mass. But I think a lot of people don't know exactly where their lean mass is if they haven't done like a DEXA body scan or something. So I think it's, it's kind of easy to go, okay, if you're active, you're lifting quite often, which I am, I just do a gram per pound of body weight. That's typically
1: what I try to stick to. Okay. So that's a decent amount of protein. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not super strict with it. There's some days I don't hit it, but on days I train like legs, I try to make sure that I hit it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Mark has said the same thing about leg day
2: as well. Yeah. Yeah. You need it. You need some recovery and protein synthesis. So... So let's
1: talk about FitCon. It's in its fifth year. And by the way, for everyone listening, it's going to be in the show notes. But uh, if you use the code PRIMAL50, just PRIMAL50, you'll get $50 off tickets. It's in Salt Lake City uh, this April. Tell us, and we've got Mark Sisson, Rob Wolf, Ben Greenfield, Luis Villasenor, myself, there's a bunch of other people. Tell us a little bit about this event.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's funny. Cause like, I honestly, I become like a little kid when I talk about it probably. Cause I legit, I'm like, I feel like it's like a dream that we've brought together such powerhouses. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. So Mark is going to be there, which I'm so excited about. I, he was like a big part of my journey. Um, I read the primal blueprint. I listened, you know, uh, Mark's daily apple. So I think to have people that had inspired you so much in the beginning, coming to your event is just like, awesome. I just feel super grateful. Um, so Mark's going to be at the event. Yeah. Ben Greenfield is going to be there speaking as well. He's talking about, um, anti-aging longevity and Ben is just like exploded in the field of just pretty much like becoming the most optimal human for as long as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, we, like, we, know we, be we love Ben. Ben's <laughs> great. Ben, we, Ben's like a human experiment. He'll, he'll do <laughs> almost yes, any like and equals one experiment. <laughs> If I challenge anyone to go to his Instagram and see if you might not uh, fall over on a couple of the posts. Um, But yeah, no, but you know, we, we love him because he's so unapologetically him and he's just who he is. And he's a really, um, goofy, gregarious, awesome guy. And I know people give him some crap for trying all the stuff on himself, but you know, Hey, to each his own. And, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're huge
2: fans of his and he's just, he's got a lot of great information to offer. So yes, he is. He's a wealth of knowledge. And the thing I like about him is He's always continually learning, like even though he has a master's degree, he's conquered a lot of things. He's always reading new books, reading out to, we're reaching out to new experts. Like he's always learning, you know what I mean? And I, I appreciate that. Um. So yeah, Ben is going to And I will there. give a
1: shout out. I do like his coffee and I like his face serum, the Kion, K-I-O-N. I'm going to give that a shout out because I actually do like those two products that he makes. So. Yes. I'll uh, yeah. give him a
2: plug on that one. Yeah. I haven't tried his face serum. I got to, yeah, send it if you're listening, Ben, but <laughs> but I have tried his coffee and it's great. Yeah, and I'm excited. Keon's doing some really cool stuff too. Um, so yeah, they're a sponsor at FigCon. So Ben is going to be there. Um, of course, yourself, I read your book and I was just like, she's fantastic. We need to have her there. <laughs> and honestly, after talking to you, especially if everyone's screwing up their thyroid with bodybuilding, they might need to hear my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and honestly, not even bodybuilding, but I just think it's such an em- epidemic in general. Cause we're an overstressed population, you know, overstressed under exercise, like nutrition under, you know, micro deficiencies. Like it's just, it's kind of an epidemic. So I think more, I don't know, at least I know a lot of women that have reached out to me asking about thyroid. So I'm like, this, this needs to be talked about more, you know, in the mainstream. Yeah,
1: I'm really glad to share that with your audience. And then Luis Villasenor, who's a keto. Fibular. Yes.
2: Oh my gosh. And they're awesome. So I just did a Facebook live with them on Sunday, um, Tyler and Lewis, and they are just such passionate guys. So they started the group keto gains. Um, they kind of started before keto was big too, which is cool. Um, they he's like, Lewis himself has been in keto for over 20 years. So when people like like to argue with me, no one knows the long-term side effects. I'm like, well, I do have a friend that's been in for 20 years, and I can tell you he looks amazing. His blood work's amazing. He's got a lot of lean mass, low body fat, great energy, you know, like super smart guy. Big muscles. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was on a keto panel with them at Paleo FX, and that was the thing is people were like, well, what about the long-term effects? He's
2: like, I've been doing this for 18 years. I'm still breathing. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the thing I like about them as well is their group, they... They take a lot of time, like they do coaching and boot camps and they take a lot of time to teach their clients, like all the the important stuff, like understanding macros, understanding how to count them, at least in the beginning, um, how to get results. And honestly, they get crazy, amazing results on their page. Like you said, within 800 clients that they've coached, they lost, that was like 53,000 pounds lost. So it's insane. Yeah. So they're amazing. They're going to be coming and I'm super excited about that. Um, and then we have Rob Wolf, which, um, have you read his book, Wired to Eat? Uh,
1: interviewed him. We love him. Oh, we, I love yeah, it. We, you know, Mark and Rob are good friends and yeah.
2: um, Rob is, I'm a huge fan of Me Rob's. too. Well, like for anyone that hasn't read his book yet, I, I think it's a must. It The general thing about it is he just tells you that not everyone handles carbs the same way and different carbs as well. So like some people may eat a cookie, they test their blood sugar and their blood sugar doesn't spike that much. But then they eat rice and their blood sugar spikes. So it's kind of it's going to show you that not everyone is the same. We can't just put people in these general categories. You know what I mean? Every body responds differently. And he really just kind of made a big movement in proving that not all food affects people the same way. You know? So that's a really good book. I'm super excited to have Rob, and um, you know he's good friends with the Keto Gains guys too. And so it'll be like a party. It'll be fun.
1: Tell us us how that event works out. I mean, you've got some speakers, but there's a lot of other interesting little side events and things. How does this work? What can we expect? Give us an overall picture of what FitCon is like.
2: Yeah, totally. So we have the FitCon Expo, which we have, I mean, over like 30 competitions going on. Um, Like we really wanted to bring all kind of like fitness in under the same roof because we felt like sometimes there was like a divider between you know, bodybuilding and CrossFitters or powerlifters. And we're just like, you know what? We're all athletes. What do we all have in common? We love to be fit. We love to compete. We love to support each other. So um, that's really how FitCon began. So we've got everything from powerlifting to Olympic lifting, nationals. We broke like three world records last year in the powerlifting meet. Um, We do have a bodybuilding show that's an IFBB pro bodybuilding show and then an amateur show as well for NPC. Um, we've got, we added roller derby last year, which was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's just fun to watch. And then this year we've actually added fencing and sumo wrestling, which should be great too. Okay. Sumo wrestling. So
1: like, I think the real sumo wrestlers, uh, their eating paradigm is you eat a shit of food and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I go to sleep. They, I do. I think that's they what
2: they do. Take a big nap and then they like, they do train hard, but yeah, they eat a lot and they sleep a lot. That's so funny. That's true. I don't know much about sumo wrestlers, to be honest, but we just thought it'd be fun to keep, you know, bringing different sports to the event. Um, But really, it's just fun. It's an entertaining thing. You could honestly stay both days and be entertained all day long. Um, Plus, there's tons of vendors. So we have, like, over 300 vendors that are... We're really trying to bring a ton of keto companies and low-carb and paleo. So we have a whole section called Keto Corner that's all just keto companies. Nice. um, Which we're excited about. And it's cool because we... There's a lot of companies that are kind of sprouting up in the keto space now, like keto cookies, keto donuts, keto. So I'm not saying those should be like a staple in your diet, but it makes it easy to transition if you're like, oh, I have a sweet tooth. Okay, that's fine. You can still eat this keto donut and your blood sugar won't spike, you know? Absolutely. So that's that's kind of like the expo side. And then the FitCon Summit, which is all the speakers and the growth and the seminars, um, that'll be connected to the expo, but it's in a separate room. So it does require a separate ticket. But just know that if you get a FitCon Summit ticket, that the expo is all included. So you don't need to like buy two tickets, you know. Um, But the expo side is really for, I mean, we originally started it for coaches and trainers. Just because um, as a personal trainer, I know you have to get like CEUs to keep your um, certificate active. If you're like NASM or ACE. So you can earn CEU credits at the event. Um, It just depends if you attend all the courses, we'll let you know how many uh, credits you qualify for but we are certified with NASM and ACE. So if you're either of those two, you can earn credits there. Um, and really it's just about bringing the latest knowledge to the trainers so they can try to impact their clients too. Um, but I don't want to like restrict it just to coaches and trainers. Cause honestly, if you're passionate in the nutrition field or the paleo field or keto field, like you will love it because you know, it's just influencers, I guess. Um, so really that's, that's where we have our seminars. So it's pretty easy. It starts, um, registration starts on Friday, the 13th, um, at the salt palace, which is right downtown. So if you are listening and you're from out of state, it's super easy to get a hotel downtown cause there's a ton of them. And you could, most of the time you can just like walk to the event if you're close or just get a, you know, an Uber. But, um, so registration will start and then we have all the speakers starting. So day one is more focused on like mindset. Um, So we, that's when we have Mark speaking. We have Drew Manning speaking too, which have you had him on the show? I'm
1: interviewing him later today. Yeah, he's great. I am interviewing him uh, after you. And I, I met Drew
2: at Paleo FX and he's awesome. Yeah. He's so great. I love Drew. He's in Utah too. So I get to see him pretty often, but he um, you know, he's become huge in the keto space. And the thing I love about Drew is for those of you that don't know, he did the fat to fit to fat experiment or sorry, I, I said it wrong. fit to fat to fit. He did, he did end to fit. I promise. Right. He, he intentionally gained and lost 75 yes, pounds. Yes. In like a matter of like five, six months, <laughs>
1: which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait to talk to about who does I know, that. He does, I but know. I can't wait to talk He's
2: to like him. Ben Greenfield. Totally
1: Ben Greenfield. I know you mentioned, you know, Rob Wolf and Wired to Eat earlier. And I just want to throw out to the audience, my interview with Rob Wolf about that book is episode 160 on the Primal Blueprint for people that might be listening and curious about that. Cause it is important. What you mentioned in his book about the carb tolerance. Like I have noticed, um, obviously not I don't eat a lot of grains, but occasionally a little white rice or something. And it just doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work with me, you know, and he's got these tests with that. Like, Hey, eat some rice and see how you're, sometimes that affects people way more and in a negative way than it would the person next to you. And I'm one of those people that like, I'll get a headache if I eat a cup of white rice, you know? So it's very interesting to kind of really test your individual carb tolerance. And so anyway, just side note on that, but so Drew's going to be there. So that's great. He's a, He's also kind of bodybuilding
2: status. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. He looks great all the time. He looks, but he works really hard too, you know, and, um, he just came out with his new book too. I think it's on pre-order, but it may be out, out, but it's on Amazon called Complete Keto and it's great too. I've, it has like recipes in there. He's got like meditation and gratitude in there. Like it's like the full package of how to improve your life. So I would definitely check that out. But yeah, Drew's going to be there. He's going to be talking a lot about his new book and mindset and Keto um, and I'm honestly like, he's a great guy to learn from. So everyone will love that. And then there's a new guy that I know a lot of people don't know, um, in the keto world, but his name is Christian Thibodeau. Are you familiar with him? I, I don't know him very well, but I've just learned about him through you guys as of recent. Yeah, he's awesome. So I've been, uh, I, I, th- I used to be friends with Charles Poliquin, which passed away this summer. Um, but he was a great, great contributor to the nutrition industry and the strength industry, Um, and me and Christian both had taken his courses, but Christian is, he specializes in what's called neurotyping. So he really knows a lot about brain physiology, um, and training and how that affects your personality is like how you would get results. You know what I mean? So he tests, I know for those maybe that don't, I don't want to get too sciencey, but you know, you've heard of like dopamine and serotonin and GABA, you all have these neurotransmitters. Well, pretty much Christian teaches that you have a dominant neurotransmitter that's excitatory neurotransmitter. So like I'm, for instance, dopamine dominant. So I am very sensitive to dopamine. So I crave things like that's why I'm attracted to heavy lifting. It gives me dopamine, you know? So it's interesting because once you kind of learn what you are, you understand why you gravitate towards what you gravitate in life. Like, and in training. It's really, really fascinating. That's going to be a fascinating conversation. Yes. Honestly, you should have him on your podcast. He is a brilliant guy and, um, he just kind of merges like, you know, he has a bodybuilding background and strength training and he's worked with Olympic athletes and CrossFit athletes. And, but it's kind of the all around package of really how your brain impacts your whole body and your decisions and your motivation. Um, and he teaches you nutritionally wise, how to eat for your type as well. So it's really, really intriguing because he will tell you like, okay, if you are type 1 or type, you know, type 1A or type 2A, then you will respond to dopamine and you maybe do better on a ketogenic diet because, and he'll, you know, go into detail, but it's really a fascinating way to look at, you know, how you should maybe train differently and eat differently depending on your neurotype. So
1: I love that. I also just want to throw out there, you know, with any of these kind of events, whether it's a Paleo FX or a FitCon Summit, you don't have to be paleo or fit at all to go to these things. This is about yes. meeting People who—it's about learning. Everyone's welcome. Just because it's a fitcon stomach, if you're three hundred pounds, doesn't matter. No one's judging anybody. We're everyone's here to help. We're all in the spirit of health, longevity, fitness goals. If you'd like to achieve them, you know, there's people that come to paleo FX and they've people are struggling with autoimmune disorders. People are struggling with trying to figure out how do I feel good in my body and whether that's through learning about nutrition and weightlifting and and exercise or whether that's learning you know about you know what this guy's talking about your neurotransmitters This is for everybody. And the one thing I love about these events is you're meeting like-minded people. Sometimes when you're on this journey, you're alone and it sucks. And it's nice to have fellow friends around, meet people in the community, be inspired by someone you can touch base with. And, you know, I remember being at events and, you know, meeting people that had driven, you know, hours and hours from a different state alone, because probably where they live, nobody else is interested in what they are seeking. And so I just really want to kind of point that out there. This is not for you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really fit, ripped people at the event. but yeah. it's not that's not the point really, right? It's about us all moving in that direction. So yes. if anyone's self-conscious about where they're at now, don't be. This is a very welcoming community.
2: It is, and I thank you so much for bringing that up because that's actually been a big focus of ours. Um, In previous years, like I think at the first two years that we started, we were kind of known as more like a bodybuilding event, Um, just maybe because of some of our marketing and some of the things we were doing. But now we've tried to open it up so much to – so our logo and our theme now is Find Your Fit. So FitCon, Find Your Fit. And we're trying to tell people, you know, it could be anything. Like that's why we're bringing – roller derby and, you know, like axe throwing is because fit is different for everyone. And no matter what you're into, whether it's, you know, yeah, bike riding or marathons or bodybuilding or CrossFit, I think we're just trying to celebrate a community of movement and people that want to become better, you know, health wise. Yeah.
1: And if you need somewhere to start and you want to get inspired, come to the event.
2: Yes. Come up,
1: meet us, talk to us, go to the booth. You know, everyone is there to help you achieve your goals and there's a lot of support there. So if you're lost and you've read a hundred books and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, it, it, that, that this might be for you. And I love, and, and really we don't discriminate against everything. I think one thing that's been really fun for us to hear some feedback is there's, has been some people that they said, you know, this was like a wake up call for me and it got me so excited. We had a guy that came and then I think was our second or third year And he lost like he, you know, entered our challenge. We had a challenge that year of who could, you know, lose the most weight. And he lost like 60 pounds in that year. And you know what I mean? It's just it's inspiring. We're just trying to just like you said, create a community that's supportive and celebrates each other. And you don't need to be fit to come. You could just be interested. You know, it's just a fun place to start. And you can walk around the vendors and they can teach you a lot about stuff, too, just by saying, oh, this is why we developed this product It helps your blood sugar management, you know, and. Fat loss, and you're right, it's just creating that community, and you honestly might make friends there that you can keep connected with digitally online for the rest of your life.
1: Absolutely, so many great connections, learning about so many people, social media, and of course, if you're a podcaster or in this world at all, you know, this is the time to come and talk and meet with some of these people and uh, network. Let's talk about that. You have like a podcasting networking scenario going on at the event? What's that about?
2: Yes. Yes. So I'm so excited about that. Um, we I started the FitCon Summit and pulled together the speakers and then Ben Pokolski, which I think has been on your show before, or you were on his show, right? Either one? Yeah. And, and he's coming on uh, ours as well in the future. Yep. Yay. Awesome. He's brilliant too. Talk about, uh, you know, like we're trying to bring, the thing I like about Ben is he's also very experimental and he had a hard shift from I'm this big bodybuilder that was at Olympia stage for like, I think five years or something to realizing that that maybe wasn't optimal health, even though he looked phenomenal, you know, he realized, no, I, you know, I want to also live a long time and I want to be able to play with my kids without getting tired and like have range of motion, you know? So Ben actually switched completely to kind of more biohacking as well and um, purposely lost some muscle. So he wasn't like 300 pounds of muscle anymore. <laughs> he, you, I mean, I don't know if met him, but he's a big guy still, even, even yeah, he's big dude. muscle, you know? So Ben is actually helping with this, um, the social where, you know, he's always, you know, he's like, as a podcaster, we're always looking to get, you know, more guests, more podcasts to network, network with more, um, experts to bring on our show. You know, people find out about new books to bring on and also companies to partner with if they like what they're doing. So it's kind of a really good place to do all three of those things, you know, like find new guests. Like, even though, you know, it's, we all have a, we all get around the community. It's nice to have everyone in one place that you could just network with and say, yeah, I really like what you're doing. When can I schedule to get on your podcast? You know? So pretty much what it is, is anyone that's coming to, um, the podcasting social can attend the seminars, So of all the speakers, because I'm sure they'll probably want to hear them anyway, because who wouldn't, you know, so they can attend the seminars. But um, on Friday night, the seminars end by about 530. And then about 630, we'll be starting our social, which will be catered by MCT company. And we're going to have some food. We may have um, anyway, we may have some drinks, hopefully, if I can get the right connection with that. Um, And we're just going to have a networking event. People meet and greet with each other, see what each other's up to, see how they can benefit each other's company, um, share audiences. And then on Saturday they can record. So we're going to have live stations where you can actually record a podcast with someone there. Um, so it's, that is so awesome, right? Isn't it fun? It, it was, I mean, Ben was saying that he kind of did that at Paleo effects. He came to He did. And so
1: did um Ashley Van Houten from Paleo Magazine. She had like a whole section over there and she was doing podcasts. Yeah, and I was like, this is
2: pretty awesome. It's yeah. honestly just really smart because I think, you know, everyone in this community, I think the one thing that we're short on is kind of time sometimes, you know. You just only have so much time. And so to be able to come to an event and record five episodes that you can, you know, post to publish, I think is awesome for podcasters. And let's talk about how beautiful
1: Utah is. I've only been once, but it's gorgeous. And so it's just a beautiful place to come. There's so much to do, not only just in the city, but outside of it as well. So it's a a, a great place to be outdoors and adventurous.
2: Yeah. I would say for anyone that's coming, come a couple days early and check out the mountains (laughs) because the mountains are honestly like, that's where I spend all my time. That's why I keep coming back to Utah. (laughs) They're just when you're not skiing, are you hiking a lot? Yeah, you know what's funny is I grew up in Utah and I didn't like ever go skiing because it just is kind of an expensive sport and my family didn't have money. But I actually just went skiing for like the first time this year and it it was a blast. Like, I'm like, I don't know why I waited so long to do this. Oh, I'm so glad you got to experience that. That is such an incredible natural. Oh, it is. Oh, completely. It's seriously like after I, you know, you kind of learn and you're kind of like nervous. But then when you kind of learn how to stop or steer and you just go down the mountain for the first time, you're like, wow. (laughs) it is. It's a natural high for sure. So if you do want to try skiing. Um, a lot of times in April we still have snow. So I know last year some speakers came early and went skiing before they uh, spoke the next day.
1: That's incredible. Um, tell us, I know this is, you know, it's all personal and you have a different regimen based on your fitness goals, but for like the women listening, you know, like how often are you lifting weights every day, every other day? How long when you do a weightlifting session, no matter what body parts you're choosing, like how much time are you, you know, what's give us a breakdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So, um, so my philosophy has kind of changed just from some mentors I've had, like I said, Charles Poliquin, um, really learning to learning that overdoing it is not going to do you any good. So I really try to keep workouts under an hour always. So that's like, I get to the gym, I warm up, I lift and most of my lifting sessions are 45 minutes and then I stretch and then I go. So it's like in and out. So when you
1: say warm up, you do what? 10 minutes of just walking or elliptical or something.
2: Yeah, I like to do, um, I mean, you can do like treadmill elliptical. I actually love the the prowler sled because you get all the muscles involved. So I'll like put a little bit of weight on one of those sleds, um, if you guys know those. And I'll just like pull it, push it down the turf back and forth. And I'll usually do that like four times to warm up. So I'll like go back and forth, rest for a minute, go back and forth, rest for a minute. But I like it because it gets all your muscles kind of turned on, like your hamstrings, your glutes, your shoulders. Um, Or you could do like bodyweight squat. Or you like could do yeah the elliptical or something. Um, so when you're and then doing I a 45
1: do, minute session, is uh, it like is it one day? It's that 45 minutes is targeted on lower body, or are you doing mixing it up within each 45 minute session? Yeah. So
2: as a as a bodybuilder, I had splits that were like legs, uh, back and biceps, uh, chest and triceps. Now I kind of mix it up. I do keep that sometimes, but I mostly do four days a week, and I'll do upper body. I'll do like lower. I do what's called push-pull, push-pull. So like on Monday, let's say I start, I do push. So my push muscles are like my chest, my shoulders. I could even put quads in there because they're kind of push muscles. But really like the more compound movements that you can do, the more bang for your buck you get. So if you can do like a squat, you're involving a lot of muscle groups. So you'll get a higher calorie burn. You're gonna build more muscle. You're gonna release more growth hormone. Um, So I really try to focus on like, what's gonna give my hormones the best benefit? I know that if I work over an hour that I'm going to have cortisol go up and I don't really want that because that's going to make testosterone go down. So I'm not as, you know, in that zone of building muscle, losing fat. So that's why I keep my workouts to under an hour so that I don't raise cortisol too much. And then, um, I'm glad you
1: mentioned that. I just want to highlight that cortisol is antagonistic, right? To everything, including yeah. the things yeah. we want like testosterone, even for women, which, uh, again, contributes to lean muscle mass. So, uh, one of those things like chronic cardio and all this other stuff and what you were talking about earlier with the overtraining is the effect on the adrenals. And when the adrenals don't like getting tapped and and getting stressed, it will over-release cortisol. And that can also mess with blood glucose management as well. So just wanted to highlight that.
2: Yes, I I 100% agree. I think when you look at training more for this is the hormonal benefit I want and then I focus my training on building muscle that way because I used to think, oh, I got to burn calories and stuff. But really like put your effort into I'm going to train to build muscle and perform and be strong and powerful. That like shift for me made a lot of difference in my training where I actually, my physique started to look better, but then also I wasn't like, oh, I just got to burn calories. I don't know. I just don't think that's a good mindset to have when you're working out, to be
1: honest. It's not. And I was such a victim of it. And I, you know, and for everyone listening, listen, I, I w- thought that I would rather like hike for two hours, or you know, walk on the treadmill and like watch a TV show, and then just lift a little bit of weights. And now it's kind of changed. Where the warm up, right? It's like shorter. I. It's more about the weightlifting. And I, at first, I got to be honest, I was. I was like, I hate that. I hate that. Like I'd rather just knock it out on it to be done. But you can't. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I. I was kind of like angry that. I saw so much better results, right? When I yeah. was really getting into the heavy lifting and I think I was a little bit afraid of the heavy lifting like a lot of women are and I've talked with Holly Perkins about that and how we're afraid we might get too ripped or or you know I'm going to get bulky and look like a no actually <laughs> and it, it, not only just for physique but for what you're talking about human growth hormone testosterone this is this is the jam this is what we're talking about. And so yeah. I love that you look at it that way for the hormonal response.
2: Yes, and I love that you mentioned like I think I hear that a lot from women that oh I'm afraid to lift I don't want to get bulky but you got to know that women we can't really get bulky like it's very very difficult for us to build muscle period it's harder than men typically and so I lift heavier than I've ever lifted I um, I've been working up my deadlift so I just pulled 315 uh, pound deadlift which was my goal for a while and Jeez. and you're tiny right you're a small I'm not a small tiny person. you know but I but it's just funny because my legs are leaner than they've ever. And I'm yeah, my frame is still smaller. And you know, like you don't you're pretty much are just becoming a more powerful human being. Your muscles will only build so much, but really you're trying to focus on you want to keep your lean mass because it will help you burn your fat too. You know what I mean? Like the goal is just to keep muscle, you know, you can cut calories a little bit if you want to lose body fat, but I think more for me focusing on like that women feel stronger mentally too when they lift. You know it's like we we realize that we're powerful, we realize I think it translates to life, where all of a sudden you're like, "You know, what? I can talk to my boss at work, I can make this suggestion, I can do this because you realize, oh, I was stronger, and I just went up and weight in that lift, and it makes you feel good, like mentally, you know absolutely. um I love
1: the idea of I mean one of the things I exercise and work out for is because I love the feeling of feeling like an efficient. Machine, yes, like in a you know, a symmetrical, efficient, fluid machine. And, um, when we had the Malibu fires and we a bunch of us were displaced from our homes for a couple of weeks, you know, my workout routine was off. I did join a gym right away because <laughs> that's kind of me where I'm like, but I was stressed. I was tired. I was, you know, you're just emotionally drained. You're like terrible sleep. And it was kind of screwed up, you know, a few weeks. And um, I sat a lot and I, God, you know, it, it didn't take longer than just a couple of weeks to really just go, Oh, I feel old and not strong and not confident in my body and good. And it's not that I gained a bunch of weight or anything. It was just the sitting around and it was the lack of movement. Yeah, and I'm sure coupled with the stress and then, you know, getting back into it after that was all over and we moved back into our home, back into our homes, it was just like, oh, it, 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 I also just want to say it doesn't take long. I felt weak there that two weeks. I didn't really lift many weights. And so when I came back, you know, the first lift was like, okay, I can't even do that weight but three days later I could, yes. it, it's amazing how quickly your body jumps in. And is it like you do, I could only do like 10 set. I had 10 setups. I was like, Oh, I'm so weak. And then, you know, next day, 30 next day. You yeah. it's just is amazing. You just, so it, it doesn't take a long time to gain stamina and move up the ladder.
2: Yes. And I love, yeah, it's seriously, I think so much is mental and like you, like you said, maybe that first day back, if you haven't been to the gym in a while, will be tough. But guess what? Day two is better. You recover, you get stronger so quickly if you stick with it. And that's the biggest thing I could tell women is like, it's totally fine wherever you're at. If you don't have stamina, if you don't have strength, if you start, I can, I know this from training clients and you are consistent, even if consistent is just three times a week, you will get stronger like quickly, you know? And I think seeing that direct result, when I got my clients to focus on that versus the scale, they had way better results. Because all of a sudden it was like, oh, I can see what's happening, and then the physique will take care of itself. You know, if you're if you're taking care of your body, you're eating clean, and you're not eating anti nutrients, and you're, you know, focusing on putting good things that will fuel your good workouts. I think that takes care of itself. You know, your physique will.
1: Yeah, and let's take a moment because I was just talking to someone who
0: uh,
1: had really been struggling for a long time. And then the only thing that they could do was weight watchers. Okay. That to them, that made sense to them. I'm not ripping on weight watchers. I'm just saying that was (laughs) the thing they had to come by. Like it made sense to their accounting mind, right. To like track these points and do this thing and reward uh, the way that weight watchers works. And they said, Oh, I've lost 12 pounds. And I was like, that means nothing. What's your body percentage fat. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to touch on that too. Stop going by the scale. If you're going to check in with yourself Get a body fat percentage assessment. That's really what. You're looking at. You can lose yes. three pounds by just emptying your colon in the morning. Okay. You can also take a bunch of laxatives, you know, and like dehydrate yourself before a big loser competition, <laughs> and the weight will show less. But that's not it. A lot of that's just inflammation and water weight. That's not really what you want. So I suggest people <clears throat> in my book don't go on the scale because a lot of hypothyroid patients gain a lot of weight. It's very frustrating. So if you're weighing yourself all the time, no one wants to see that number. You know, I'm five two. I'm I'm 115 now, but I had been like 160. And, um, I, I, remembered at one point I'm like, I'm not looking at the scale because I'll cry every single time. It's a, a reminder of not being where you're at. Yeah. You know, we, I tell people, we all know how you feel in your underwear and a bathing suit and your clothes. And that's all you need to know. Yes. Uh, until you get to where you go. And when you're almost there, you know, cause you feel good and you're like, you know what? I'm ready to try those jeans on again. And that's what I did. I kept a pair of jeans that when I had gotten hypo, I got fat. I, I literally had a pair of jeans that I could not pull above my calf. So that felt like putting on a pair of child's jeans. These were jeans I once wore. That's how fat I had gotten. And then, you know, time went by, hadn't been on the scale in like years. And, um, I just was like, you know, I, I'm going to try on those jeans. And they slipped right up and were actually loose. That wow. is That's how we should measure. And I still yes. didn't even go on the scale after that. Because I was like, you know what? I don't even want a number to mess with my mind. I don't even yes. want it. Yes. And then I didn't get on the scale until recently when I was like, all right, it's been years. I should probably just check in. And I was pleasantly surprised. I actually thought, I don't know, maybe it's going to be worse than I, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. What, do I, <laughs> what do I weigh? It's been so long. I know what size I am, right? So I just
2: get off the scale, yes. throw it of your house. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. Like I, I literally have told so many clients cause I don't even know the last time I've skipped on a scale, you know? And I think that was the biggest transition for me is like, it almost determines how your day is, which is so stupid that we give it that much power. You know, you step on, you don't like the number. It's like, Oh, it was a crappy day. I'm just going to eat crappy and it's not working, you know? And it's like, focus, like fall in love with taking care of yourself, like fall in love with, I'm going to eat as good as possible. I'm going to get the best sleep. I'm going to track my sleep. What can I do to improve it? Um, I think people really underestimate sleep. <laughs> like, sorry to go off on a tangent, but.
1: I know. No, we talk about this a lot, but it is so important. I'm telling everyone, I get, uh, I'm, I'm with Laird Hamilton. He was interviewed by Mark and he said, uh, but this about sleep. He's like, don't talk to me if I, have, if I have had less than eight hours. And I was like, oh, he's speaking my language. <laughs> I really try to get eight to nine hours of sleep a night. Um, it's it's so key. If, if that's the one thing in your life that's not working out, you got to get a handle on this because without sleep, your liver's going to be compromised. Um, anti-aging effects are right in the toilet. yeah. Right. And so, and, and then adrenals and that screws up everything else. So sleep is so and key. If,
2: I'm just saying as fat loss is your goal too. Like you should become obsessed, like almost competitive with like, how good can my sleep get?
1: <laughs> you know, right. like I right, not competitive the other way where people were like, I only have to sleep five hours a night. I'm
2: like, I don't wouldn't brag about that. I don't about think that, people like, should don't brag think that about
1: that's worth that either. <laughs> yeah, that's not healthy.
2: It's like, know? okay, what are you sacrificing then? You know, like I just I I've gone through the different times of yeah, let's be you know do all this stuff, be everywhere. I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm young, but I can just tell you that like when you actually start focusing on your sleep and recovery it it's a game changer like you know the fat will fall off like you need to get your hormones in place and a lot of that is to do with how well you're recovering and how good you're sleeping so like personally um i got the aura ring when it came out the second version and it's so cool it's like this ring you can just put on and you go to sleep and it measures like heart rate variability respiratory rate resting heart rate and tracks your sleep cycles your deep sleep your rem sleep and your light sleep and honestly i thought i was sleeping well and when i got this i was like dang like I wasn't sleeping as good as I thought I was. I was in bed eight hours, but I only slept for six, you know? So mm. it's really interesting to get that. And it will tell you how much bedtime like you had, but actually how much time you spent sleeping. Like if it took you a while to fall asleep, if you woke up, you know, so I, I'd i recommend honestly getting something like that. If you are looking to advance, like if you're an athlete or if you're just looking to for fat loss, I think that is a very important, like, important thing that's not talked about enough, you know?
1: Absolutely. So in wrapping up, what else would you like to leave our audience with about the FitCon Summit this year?
2: Yes. Um, I mean, I love that we covered the details. I'm trying to think if I put all the speakers in there, but, um, oh, Paul Carter will also be there. He's a writer for T Nation. So is Christian Thibodeau. So they're really cool. They're really good in the, in the space of building muscle and losing fat and also strength and performance. So that's kind of a cool side um, but honestly, like you, just like you said, I just don't want people to think that they need to be a coach or, uh, or super fit to come. Anyone is welcome. Anyone's welcome. Um, just go to the website, fitconsummit.com. It gives you info about the speakers too. If you don't feel like you got enough info, um, from this, it's hard to go in detail about everyone and their accomplishments, but really there's, they're just the thought leaders in the industry. They're people that are that are living, they're preached. They don't just preach, they live it, you know? And I really appreciate that about them. They are, they're living what they're telling people to do. They're leading by example. And one thing you'll notice about all of them is they support, it's like leaders support leaders. You know, there's not like ego there with the people I'm bringing. I don't feel like where not they all. like, yeah, like where they want to be the best and they want the only one to be succeeding. They, they want everyone to succeed because, because the world needs to hear more about this message. And that's really what FitCon Summit is about is, We're trying to spread the message, not even just about keto and paleo, but about just the importance of nutrition. And, you know, it's more important than just body composition. It's preventing disease, it's helping people that you know that have disease symptoms. I think you'll be surprised when you hear these speakers talk and you can all of a sudden, oh, you know what? I should talk to my mom. I know she has really bad arthritis and pain. I wonder if I could get her this book and she could read it. You just don't know how many lives you could change by just making that step of coming, you know? So, um, so that's um just want to invite everyone to just come try it out and honestly it's really cheap for a 2-day event. So with that $50 uh, primal 50 discount code, it's only 149 for both days. That includes your CEUs if you're a trainer. That includes like you'll get a swag bag from some of the vendors there you'll get to, you know, meet all the speakers and then you can go to all the expos, all the competitions. So it's like, that's a great
1: deal. That is very rare. And I challenge anyone to look into the other events in our industry like that and see how pricey those tickets are. So exactly. uh, This this might be the first one for you. If the other ones have seemed financially prohibitive, this might be the one for you to start out on then.
2: And I understand that if people are from out of state, they have to get, you know, a hotel, but I would say like check out Airbnb. I do that a lot when I travel and, and I save a lot of money or like link up with someone on the page. If someone else is flying in, say, Hey, do you want to like share a hotel? I've totally done that at some events when I first got started too. Uh, just like rooming with someone. And they actually, I I'm like best friends with one of the people I roomed with at low carb USA, like four years ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, like, you know, more connections. Yeah. It's just great. It's really cool. And it makes you, like you said, if you feel alone that you're like in this industry and you don't, your family doesn't do it and your friends don't do it, it's really, really nice to meet other people to do it. And they just inspire you realize that they're living the talk too. And, you know, you can support each other. So that's what I say, just come check it out. And if you have questions, you know, find us on social and ask. Absolutely. Well, we will put all of the links in the
1: show notes, but it's fitconsummit.com. And the code is primal50 for $50 off. And thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Al. I appreciate it. Love you guys.
0: Hi, Brad Kearns here with something different than a stiff commercial script message. I want to give you an authentic endorsement for one of my favorite supplements of all time. It's called Adaptogenic Calm. used to be called Primal Calm. And the key ingredient in this formula is called phosphatidylserine, or PS. And this agent has been shown in hundreds of studies to blunt the catabolic effects of the stress hormone cortisol in the bloodstream that's released in response to all forms of life stress. Whether it's a series of difficult workouts, extensive jet travel, personal stress of any kind, we're constantly triggering the fight-or-flight mode in modern life, In those heavy training cycles when you're really pushing your body and trying so hard not to fall into that overtraining, overstress, foggy brain function spiral downward. That's right. Phosphatidylserine has also been shown to enhance cognitive function. It's commonly used... In Europe, on cognitive decline patients. And you can make that connection between when you're frazzled and overstressed and how your brain doesn't work quite as well. So, this is a brain function enhancing, stress hormone reducing secret weapon, adaptogenic calm. Look for it on primalblueprint.com.